Shalom everybody, Moadim Simcha. We're continuing with where we left off in uh, Likut Alachot, section Orachaim, the laws of blessings over giving thanks, th- the thanksgiving blessings, Birkat Gomel, in other words, discourse number six, paragraph number 14, where Rav Nosen, because he in a way is like summarizing everything he's spoken about until now, and how we have to be Simcha, so Rav Nosen is like doing like a recap summary before he continues his discourse where he will start going into the parshas of the week as he was living them. That's how Rav Nosen, by the way, wrote the Kutalachot, that he would connect what he was actually going through in his life at that time, connecting it to the lesson in the Kutimon that he was learning. And even though it diverted from the actual halacha that he based himself on in the Code of Jewish Law, he felt it acceptable and more than acceptable, but justified and necessary to show people how you can connect every area of the Torah to Rabbi Nachman's Likutei Moran. So Rav Nosen does that. He would start off on a discourse in the laws of so, such and so, so like in this case, the laws of giving blessings for Thanksgiving. And then he would digress to holidays, festivals, anything outside. And then he would go back. So before Rav Nosen is going to digress and go into the Parshas of the week, we're going to see he's going to go into Parsha Lech Lecha, He's eventually going to Hanukkah, the whole deep secrets of Hanukkah based on Lesson 24. So Rav Nosen at this point is like stopping to give a refreshing reminder of why it's so powerful of being happy and giving thanks and why you have every reason to be happy. So Rav Nosen continues like this. We already started on the beginning of paragraph 14 uh, on, this, on this leg, on this direction. And now he continues like this. Uchvar katavnu. Rav Nosen says, and we have already written at the very opening of this discourse, in paragraph number one, that when he said that every Jew can activate the nine chambers and perceive the infinite light, all these high levels, by doing the mitzvot of joy, so when Rabbi Nachman said that, Rabbi Nosen explains there, Rabbi Nachman's holy intent on saying this was for each and every Jew, no matter what he's done, no matter where he's holding, no matter what he's gone through in life. You can, at that point, stop and transform everything to reach the highest of levels. Even on the lowest of the low, this still applies to him. Because each person, according to where he's holding in life, wherever he is, so long as he's still called a Jew. You know, you can't say, well, you know, you know, you know, you lost your validity of being a Jew, a member of the Jewish community. It's not every, every, every sin a person does can do that. Even if a Jew is, does terrible things, we punish him. Why we punish him? If, he, if he's lost his status of being a Jew, why, does he, why should he be punished? <laughs> yeah, he's being punished because he's a Jew. <laughs> because he's a Jew, he's still being punished. It makes a difference. His doing bad causes damage, has repercussions. Okay? So he's getting punished for that. He's chayav mita. Right? We see that we have laws that the punishments show that my, I have an importance as I am. Even though I did the worst things, I'm still a Jew. Proof being is they're punishing me. Why, if, if that was not the case, why should I have to go through such punishment and everything? Okay, it's not necessarily a proof, but just showing you that being punished as a Jew for transgressing the Torah. Right? So, as long as a Jew is still, is still called a Jew, no matter what he has done, he's done the most terrible things, okay? And still, and he does a mitzvah. You can have someone who's Mechal Shabbat even, but all of a sudden, 
he decides to do the mitzvah of, of etrog and lulav. So we don't say, no, your etrog doesn't count because you desecrated Shabbat, so we don't care about your etrog and lulav. We don't say that. We don't say because you did the worst thing, doing something terrible, you, you drive on Shabbat and everything, so how dare you pick up a lulav and etrog and say a bracha? Who do you think you are? You're probably making it impure. We don't say that. We allow a Jew, no matter what he's done, he's still a Jew, and he goes along and does a mitzvah, he gets a credit for that mitzvah. You can't say, oh, you're so bad. Doesn't doesn't make a difference anyways that you do the mitzvah of etrog and lulav. What difference does it make? We don't say that. He's still doing a mitzvah, okay? Kozman sheshem Yisrael nikralav, so long as a Jew is still called a Jew. According to the parameters of the Torah, and halacha is still called a valid Jew. It hasn't been wiped off. Ve'osek be'ezeh mitzvah, and still he does a mitzvah as he is, where he's coming from, what he's done beforehand. And the classic example of Rosen brings always this example. Kegon baboker shemitatef betzitzit. Like for example, in the morning, a Jew wakes up, right, and he and he wraps the the tzitzit, the holy talit of the tzitzit over him. Yesh bekocho lesameach nafsho mitoch otzem rechuko vechule. That simple mitzvah that he does, even though he may have done the night before the most terrible things, got drunk, slept with, with shikses, I don't know what, he done terrible things. And now it's a new morning. You think, look what you did last night, and you want to do a mitzvah? The answer is yes. <laughs> he's saying here, such a person, even the lowest of the low, he's still a Jew, he does a mitzvah, he has within his strength and ability to bring joy to his nefesh from within his deep, deep, awesome distance from Hashem, how far and severe his distance is from what he's done, etc., Still, he can bring joy, Boch Hashem, even though I am as I am. I put on tzitzit. Rav Nosen is teaching us a very powerful hashkafa. You should never say, Oh, I'm so low. What does my tefillin make a difference? What does my tzitzit make a difference? It's just the opposite. Because I'm so far. He said this earlier. Rav Nosen already said this idea earlier. I should be even happier that I'm doing a mitzvah. I should be the happiest person in the world that someone as low as myself, as I know as I'm, I'm low, even I know probably a drop of how low I really am, and yet I still have the opportunity and the ability and the merits to do a mitzvah, a simple mitzvah like put on tzitzit, and it's so powerful, it's a mitzvah, it's connecting me to Hashem, I should be the happiest person. That's Rav Nosen teaching us how to view our situations in life. And not the opposite. Ugh, don't get up. Anyways, your davening doesn't make a difference. Anyways, you're twilling. The, you're, dar- you're darker than your twilling. <laughs> you're darker than the black of the twilling. Okay? Even though you've done the most terrible things that you did up to that moment that you're putting on the tzitzit, still you have the right to bring joy to your soul. Because... Nonetheless, nevertheless, after all of this, after everything being said and done, Nonetheless, I may have done the most terrible, terrible things, but nonetheless, I still merit now, at this moment, to put on tzitzit. It should have a value. I'm putting on the tzitzit. You can't, if now you say, no, the tzitzit can't help you because you're so low, that itself is a blemish in faith on the greatness of the mitzvah. Because if the mitzvah is so great, like it really is, just the opposite. Someone as low as myself, doing the mitzvah, should be able to lift me up. And not, oh no, you've caused so much damage that the mitzvah can't help you. By thinking that way, and saying that rationalization, you're actually diminishing the greatness of the value of the mitzvah. It's the exact opposite. 
the mitzvah's power is that someone as low as myself and as far as myself, and yet I can do the mitzvah, it has the power to lift me up. Even though I did what I did, and I want to do a mitzvah now, I get the credit, and I have what to be happy about. Okay? He's saying, Rav he's teaching us how to think here. Nonetheless, I am now, at this moment, performing the mitzvah, the tzitzit. Shesof korsof. Lo yishar mimeni zot Torah mitzvot shani chotef Because when you look at it, at the end of all things, at the end of the end, you know, the end of life, nothing will be left from me when they put me in the grave. Only this Torah and mitzvot that I grabbed in this world, even though it wasn't fixed, even though I did terrible things, God forbid, but still because I was able to grab also mitzvot, it's those mitzvot that I take with me and nothing can wipe them out. Bechol echad and each and every Jew, bifrat reach Torah, each Jew, and in particular someone who has, it's an expression, has a smell, a scent of Torah. In other words, he's someone who's accustomed to Torah study. He's familiar with Torah ideology, Torah terminology, Torah hashkafa, Torah perspectives, etc. And he, he's a, such a person who looks from time to time in holy books, okay? He's able, he looks around in, other, in holy texts, in texts and, and literature. Yachol lahavin merachok such a person who looks around in Midrashim and, and Zohars and Gemara and Kitve Ari, etc., he, more than other people, can understand from a distance how great and wondrous and holy every mitzvah is. And again, Rabbi Nosson is saying this to tell you that you can't wipe it out. Your bad can't wipe off the power of the, of the good accomplished by the mitzvah. Kigon Tzitzit, for example, what we're talking about now, the mitzvah Tzitzit. Someone who knows books and knows Torah literature and knows his sources, you, you will see how much, how much the sages of blessed memory praised very, at a high level, the merit of doing the mitzvah tzitzit, even though the person is as they are. Take a look in the Gemara. We, look, we just looked it up here. Menachot, page 41a. And also in the Yerushalmi, we have to find the exact source in Brachot, okay? And in the Midrashim, you'll see in Sifrei Parshat Shlach, and also on the Midrash Tehilim, there's a Midrash on the Book of Tehilim, chapter 90, it's called Midrash Shochetov, on, on chapter 90 also, where they speak the greatness the, of receiving the Divine Presence. You have the merit to see Hashem, to receive the Divine Presence, and, and, and how it's such a protection to have tzitzit on, okay? V'chen b'chol that's what the Gemara says just about tzitzit, did imagine what they say about the other mitzvot? Then that applies. Rav Nosson says, and this is the case also of all the mitzvot, the other blessings and greatness and, and praises given by sages, different formats of praises on different, like different accomplishments, but all being great. And that's by just doing the mitzvot the tzitzit. So there's no reason to say that your lowness should take away from the light of the mitzvah of tzitzit by doing it. And, and so, so that you should think, what does it help doing my mitzvah? By the way, many people fall off the Torah this is the rationale they use. They get so low, they say, anyways, my doing good doesn't make a difference because I've been taught and trained and I see that I'm only bad and bad and bad and bad and I'm getting nowhere in life and my good doesn't make any value, doesn't make a difference. So why should I do a mitzvah? Why? Why should I put on tzitzit? They say people like that. And we're saying just opposite. The mitzvah is so great that even someone as low as you, when you do the mitzvah, it can transform you. It can transform you, and you have every reason to be besimcha. And like he said, 
even after all you've done already and all that you may do in the future, what you're going to take with you in the grave is the tzitzit that you did in your lifetime. Be it one time, twice, and all the more so someone for years and years accumulating tens of thousands of times that he put on tzitzit, okay? With tzitzit, by the way, they say that you get credited for every second that tzitzit is on you. It's not just every, every day you say a bracha and put on tzitzit, but every second that tzitzit are on you, you're getting a mitzvah there. You have every second the mitzvah of the tzitzit. Just, so you should realize how powerful, how far-reaching it is. So he goes on, Rav Nosin. Ken tzarich Therefore, after all this said, you have to remind yourself how awesome, how wondrous is the greatness of the mitzvah that reaches until the infinite one. It's, it's ad infinitum, the mitzvah. And to bring joy to your soul in this very much, that even though you are so low, you're still doing mitzvot. What mitzvot are only for the elite? They're not just for the elite. They're for everybody, and especially people who are far. That's why there's mitzvah, to reconnect you. The idea of a mitzvah is to connect someone who's been far, who's been distanced, to reconnect them. That's the, that's the language of a mitzvah. So you have to be so strong in believing how powerful is the positive side of the mitzvah, so much so to the extent that as much as the evil side, the evil one, the other side, will want to confuse you with thoughts of heavy sadness and depression because of your many blemishes and many misdeeds and your many worries. How can you do a mitzvah? Look at you. You're, you're so over. You have this, this, and this, and then all these things that your life is upside down with, right? And he wants to bring you down. So Rosan says, Adraba. It's exact reverse psychology of the Yitzhara working in your subconscious, working in your head. Just the opposite. Specifically, because of my distance and my worries and the attacks of depression that the Yitzhara is trying to inject into me always to make me feel so far and therefore not, not, not worthy of doing a mitzvah and therefore not to do the mitzvah. That's what he wants to get me to. He says, Ajabat, through all this, you, you, you should bring joy to your soul, even all the more so, that I'm so far, and I'm doing the mitzvah, it's going to help me even more than other people. You tell the Yitzhara, who's telling you this, how could you, how could you, you just did something this, your life is finished, your life is over, your marriage is over and everything, how could you even think about tzitzit now in this time? And he says, nonetheless, even after all, the trials and tribulations I'm going through, I still have the merit to put on the tzitzit. Because that's what I'm taking with me. <laughs> I'm not going to take with me my tzarot. I'm not, my tzuris I'm not taking with me. I'm taking with me my mitzvahs. And how much Hashem's kindness has become overpowering over us, His kindness, to the extent that that even someone as myself, such a low life, after everything that I've done, but after all that, I'm putting on tzitzit now. You can't say it doesn't have no value. You can't say, no, it doesn't count. A low life like you doesn't help the tzitzit. Who are you to say that? How do you have the audacity and chutzpah to belittle the power of the mitzvah by taking it away from me and telling me that no, it has no value? Who the H are you to make me feel that way? I'm still putting on the tzitzit after everything I've done and gone through. 
וכן תתעטף נפשי ורוחי ונשמתי בעור הציצית. And just as I physically enclose my body with the physical tzitzit, so too my lower soul, my spirit, my upper soul will be enclosed in the light of the tzitzit. Some people say that in the Ashkenazim, in the city, they say that in the L'Shem Yichud before they put on the tzitzit. Rav Nosson goes on. V'i efshar leva'er lechol echad v'echad ad hechanu tzarich litchazek besimcha bechol et mechadash bechol makom shehu. We cannot, it's impossible to explicitly explain to each and every person how much he has to strengthen himself with joy every moment from new, from every place he's holding at that present moment, no matter what he's gone through and what he's done in his life. V'achacham enav berosho, and the wise man, his eyes are in his head. In other words, a person will be wise to look forward. What? Lehavin dvarim harbe mitoch dvarinu ele. To understand many, many other bits of information and encouragement from what we just spoke about right now, from these words that Rav Nosini said that we just spoke about here. In collaboration with what we wrote about, wrote about in other places, you can understand even much more than, what, than what's written here that we can't say explicitly. Everything is straightforward and clear to the person who understands and no, no more is needed to get the message through. You can understand it on your own if you really want to. With this, Rav Nosa now has gone into the stage of using the simcha in the mitzvah itself to bring you out of depression. It's one thing to have a prerequisite of simcha in order to do the mitzvah. And here he's saying that when you are ready, rock bottom low, and you have to do a mitzvah right now, your avenue of escape from the evil, from the darkness, depression, is specifically doing the mitzvah that has come your way right now. If it's now getting up in the morning doing tzitzit after doing a person, a person had an impurity, a sexual impurity, whatever. So now, now is his chance to start again. So with this, Rav Nosin, in a way, concludes like this section that he spoke about until now. And at this point, he will now take the insights on a, new, on a deep, on a next level and show you how they're all hidden too in various parts of the parshas of the Torah, Bezrat Hashem.